You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Crisis After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Crisis After Show. I love the music. <laughs> Great job, Marissa. Hey, everyone. So we're here for another episode of Crisis, Season 1, Episode 5, Designated Allies. Woo! This was an incredible episode full Super of craziness. Intense. I'm your host, Stacey Eitken, here to introduce my beautiful co-host. I'm Courtney Tezano. We have a lot to chat about today. Too much. It's going to be real. Um, I don't know what you guys thought, but we're really excited. I hope you are on your Twitters right now, your Instagrams, whatever. You got you to gotta tell us what you thought because this was one of those crazy episodes. I was just telling her the title, Designated Allies. Like, what's that all about? So I know. I'm there's pumped. so many trust issues. So we're excited to talk we're about that. We're excited. Okay. So let's get started with what we, Francis? Yeah, basically. let's just dive into Let's Francis. dive right into it. So, we all know Francis is the mastermind behind all this craziness, but I think this is the episode, like I was saying last week, I really didn't think that we were going to see any parent puppets Mm. with the him using other parents. This time it got really close to home, and he used his wife. So that's very close for Mm. him, where he's using someone close to him to get what he needs for this mission. So, uh, first we start off with um, CIA Widener, and... um, CIA agent Widener, and he's the godfather of Beth Ann, which is the craziest thing ever. Right. Like, Francis already suspected something was going down yeah. with um, his wife and Widener, so he used him. I just think that was kind of, I wouldn't say kind of, it was very inappropriate because, like, it took me the whole episode to really realize what he was doing. Like, was the wife playing with him or, like, was he actually using her? And once, you know, I finally figured it out, I was like, dude, like, you use people's emotions, basically, to, like, completely screw. Like, it's just it's just such a sticky situation. Like, you, your wife is so going to feel guilty for that, whatever. And then, you know, why not did that? she even finds out. You're right. Well, no, like she, I mean, she's, she knows what she did. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. She should feel guilty regardless. Oh, she definitely should. But even if, like, if they find out, like, if she, if she doesn't find out what yeah. the deal is, she's, yeah, she doesn't even know, like, her husband just is the person yeah. that started all this. Right. Like, Widener would have never came to the house. Right. He would have never, she would have never been put in that uncomfortable situation. So I think it's just so interesting that Francis did that just to get, like, his sick goal of, and you know what was also really interesting? He originally said that, like, she was there to poison him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, and the funny part is, like, once um, one of his workers or whatever was like, so, wait, we're not there to poison him? Like, he was like, no, that's just, like, another plan. Exactly. And like, then, yeah, and then we this, found out, uh, This like, was a personal goal. This was a personal it's mission. It's too much. Like, I just feel like that was, and I'm starting to realize why. Like, I mean, he just really, he wanted to prove to himself that, like, he wasn't crazy about his wife, which was terribly sad because he was right. Yeah. But what we do know is, like, 
like in episode like one, I mean, when this first all happened, like his wife and him weren't on they good were terms not on anyway. Good terms. Like so, speaking was like brush off, keep it moving. Exactly, like, exactly. So for him to like know all of this is going on, it's just like I think I think we kind of saw a more vulnerable side of him. Like, and that's the part I don't like. Exactly, about Francis, is that like we see vulnerable sides of him with his his wife and his kid, but like you're putting them in this crappy situation. Yeah, like, and you're still a terrible. Does, person. Yeah, who does that? Like, how do you flip gears like that? So Francis is just like off his rocker. Yeah, but. But um, one thing that I uh, said about, uh, hold on one second. We're talking about the poison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the poison situation with um, him not going through with it, I still think that that's bad on Widener because we said that this is the godfather mm-hmm. of your child, which means that you were somebody's best friend. How can you do that? Like, and you probably weren't the wife's best friend. You were probably Francis' best friend. Yeah. So you, first of all, Francis is putting his best friend or best family friend, whoever, to the te- the ultimate test by one poisoning him just to see. First of all, he knows he's not going to do it because he's CIA. He's smarter than that. Yeah. But mainly, like, you're putting him through this test because you know that he's trying to be with your wife. So wait, like, I was crazy. trying to. So Widener basically knew like she would poison him because the kidnappers called. Like she knew that she was involved or he knew that she was involved you think like i mean obviously he did because he didn't drink it but i was trying to figure out how he like got to how that he point. knew yeah, that she yeah. was poisoning him yeah because she the one thing that he said was you'd really do anything for your daughter wouldn't you and he knows like he come knows on like, now. You do, like he's like you would do anything called yeah mm-hmm. and that's and i a part of me thinks that he has uh, some suspicions about francis i think because francis is the only person that's really like oh he's so innocent at you know with the kids yeah, like i think he's i think he's on he's to it because they're cia it makes no it honestly it's so funny how it's all starting to unravel now because you know we don't want to jump to the end but how finn and or agent finley and dunn kind of saw that picture and it's it's very funny because i wouldn't have originally thought oh francis was who he was like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you see him and you're thinking like crap the teacher who was with yeah the chaperone yeah the kids exactly (laughs) and then you find out that like it, it just makes so much sense now. Like, obviously, he's the only chaperone that happened to... I mean, besides the teacher, but, like, still. You know. Besides the teacher and besides Kyle's um, bodyguard. Right, right, so right. So, Hurst. Besides exactly. those... Like, those... Adults. Are, yeah, yeah. Besides those adults, they don't know who the kidnappers are. They don't know who's, you know, taking care of the children. Yeah. So, honestly, being CIA or Secret Service, those would be the first people that I would think are, you know, have something to do with this. Exactly. Like, exactly. why are these kids just randomly... You know, being, kidnapped yeah, yeah. when you're taking care of them. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make well, sense. Well, not that, like, a teacher or those people could control everything. But, yeah, you're completely right. And I think going back to what you said about um, the best friend, like, he could be um, Francis's best friend. I wouldn't – I don't know what guys are like and how – you know, if a guy sleeps with his best friend's girlfriend, I'm sure there's a code for that because the girls, we have our code. No, I don't know how you got that. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, he didn't care that much because he's if he's had this, like, deep love for her – He's probably like, look, Francis, like, you're not here. She's alone. It's my no. time. Which is t- terrible. No. But I'm just I'm just saying, like, that's probably why it happened. No. Guys stick tight. And do they? It, they do. They do. They stick tighter than girls as far as friendships. I think that they were best friends. And there's a certain code. This is not just a, a girlfriend. Right. Like, there's no dibs. This is someone's wife. Yeah. Like, you, she's off limits. Yeah. And, like, there had to be maybe in the beginning of their friendship if there even was a friendship we're just throwing stuff out there but if there was um a friendship between them maybe Widener always liked her and then he, she chose Francis right. who knows maybe he's always had you know that resentment towards the situation he's been in and like now that this is his moment like Francis and is that's what I'm up. saying I think he took advantage of a moment but I also think that now that you're saying that maybe he wasn't really that close to Francis as we think like maybe it was all about her because I mean he the way Francis played it 
is like he knew there was an emotional tie between them. There was a there was a friendship, then there was an emotional tie on top of it. I think there was two layers to them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like Francis was the top dog in that friendship. I feel like he was. Maybe it wasn't Francis. Maybe it was the wife exactly. and Widener that had a friendship, mm-hmm. and they kept it as friends and didn't move any further. Exactly. Maybe that was. And it. Francis obviously paid attention. He got you know kind of oh yeah that, that information. Oh, he's he lives just there. my best friend. Exactly. Exactly. You never know. Ooh, that guy best friend. Anyway, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, I think I think Francis definitely was terrible in terms of playing on emotions and using the parent puppet. Mm-hmm. Except, like you said, closer to home this time. So oh yeah, I definitely think that he it hit a lot hit very close to him um, for this one. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna move on. All right, you ready? Cool. Yeah, we're ready to move on. I feel like before we move on, I think you should also talk about because I I know we mentioned that um, Francis, like, how does he flip the switch so much? Like in terms of his version, his of, emotions, yeah, exactly. Like how ends. he came out and he did the thing with his daughter, and then remember the scene where he like called, you know, called the mom, and like it's just it's too much. Like there's there's like jealousy, there's envy, there's like you know towards her fa- towards the the wife because he's like still trying to be on top. So he's like a, we're trying to we're supposed to believe that he's doing this all for the daughter. Like what are we supposed to believe? I don't think I don't I honestly think that his revenge is just spiraling out of control. Yeah. So the revenge on the revenge and he's supposed to be doing this because he's you know against the CIA. Right. But now he doesn't realize like he's put everyone in this. And like my question earlier was like. Okay, at the end of the day, Francis, if your family's involved, if your family finds out that you were involved in this and started all of this, if the CIA finds out, like, how do you benefit? Exactly. Yeah, that was the question that you asked. And I was like, this is... Yeah, how do you benefit from any of this? So, guys, let us know. You comment on YouTube for us or and um, tweet us or, you know, you know our uh, Twitter You know names. our Twitter. Yeah, you know our Twitter names. <laughs> we need to so, know. So, tweet us, um, hashtag NBC on Crisis. But just let us know what you guys are thinking because, like, that was super interesting yeah. to... Like, why are you doing this, Francis? Like, how do you truly benefit if you they find out it's you? And if they don't find out it's you, like, how do you benefit? For yeah. Real? But I think that's the funny part. We don't know. We still don't know his master plan. I think that's what's the most interesting. We mm-hmm. still don't really know. Unless, like, they told us and we just missed it. But I'm like. No, we don't know We yet. did. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, every episode, I'm like, wait, do we know what he wants? Exactly. Because <laughs> he's always, like, doing everything else leads to something else. Like, even his, the people he works for, they're kind of like, wait, what are we doing again? Like, you mm-hmm. know, you saw all the different soldiers and all his people they were kind of like wait we're bugging his phone but wait we're doing this oh wait you want that like francis what do you francis has like the upper hand on everything and he's just using everyone to get what he thinks is like the you know the ultimate goal which could change like every episode every episode like you never know what his motives are i feel like he has like plan a b c d yeah like he's so prepared for this um but one thing that i wanted to say about let's see francis yeah, no, I think we're really done with Francis. Like, <laughs> no. we're trying so hard to, like, <laughs> well, keep Francis it going. Well, Francis is a huge, I mean, he's a huge topic. Just yeah, 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 definitely. He's the mastermind behind yeah, it Yeah, but all, he, so. like, intertwines in a lot of the other things. So yeah, exactly. now the kids and the kidnappers. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, can we do kidnappers first? Yeah, let's go for the I'm kidnappers. Not, I'm, I'm not really feeling it. Like, I honestly think that we're starting to get a little bit more color in, like, who the, not even who the kidnappers are, but, like, what their role is. Yeah. But what's, like, freaky to me is, like, why do they know so much? Like, who are these people behind the mask? Exactly. Like, they know too much mm. about these kids, and it's really just starting to throw me for a world when, like, how they're playing the role in the house. Like, yeah. they're just not the enforcers or just the puppets for Francis, but they're, like, 
they know about the love triangles and they're yeah. like using that to their advantage like who are you guys it was really awkward because when the kidnapper came up to amber and like first of all the relationship between like not that there's an actual relationship but the way the kidnapper approaches amber is just it's sick. It's too much. I don't like it, and I don't appreciate it. She is too young, and just like leave her alone. It always so, makes you feel like yeah, on edge, like just like, really ugh. on edge for her. Oh my gosh! And like her acting was you're phenomenal in this episode, girl. So because <laughs> she really, I mean, she, her her fear in her face, like I felt it for her. Like mm-hmm. every time he approached her, and you know was was trying to talk to her about the teacher or this and that, it was yeah. like. It, he's getting too close and I, mm-hmm. is it the same kidnapper or all of them doing that to her it's the same, it's the same kidnapper one. which makes me I really want to know who you are exactly like, what are you he doing? hasn't taken off we don't know he, that much no yet. we don't know who he is yet yeah. so like he knows too much about Amber I think he has a thing for Amber but like I mean, in this scene that we saw, like, I really thought he was going to do something to her. Like, there's an open bedroom. Like, she's by herself. It is just so scary. Like, that's the worst feeling ever. She's yeah, a child. Yeah. So, but then when he ends up pulling um Ian in the room, it's like, so that you was know? way creepy. I was like, first of all, do not take... And the way he treated Ian, like, I love that kid. Like, he's yeah, so, like, he's innocent so and, pan- like, you know, pansy-ish. Like, I don't... Just because he's, he's getting a little bit out of the pants. Oh, okay. A like, little. I just didn't really... Like, he was really trying to, like, be himself this week. I was like, boo. No, you're not strong enough I think enough he's yet. had enough. I think he's, like, all that pressure of being, right. like, locked up and, like... I don't, are they feeding? I'm sure they're feeding. They're, they're, they're like, feeding. <laughs> are they feeding? They are being fed, which this is the but most interesting, treated. like hostage situation ever like they're like showering and like chilling people have time to make out i'm like um, (laughs) what's actually happening i mean i guess it's like the rich kid hostage (laughs) that's terrible but that's exactly what it is like they're like having time to exchange showers i mean yeah they're being watched but i just don't see you changing into your like zara blazer and like your cute little shorts i don't get why that's happening you're you'd be all tattered you know what i mean i'm like um why do they look like they should be doing the show with us exactly i don't get it like you're too dressed it doesn't make sense but okay but yeah so we were so with the kids like i just want to know how the kidnapper kidnapper knows that um you know ian likes her like why would you out of all kids you come here like he's watching he's not but the thing is they're not talking that loud did they have did they put bugs on them like they took their parents bugs out and then put bugs on the children like i want to know how they know all of this. I think if he, if they're, if the kidnappers are watching the way that we think they are, because yeah, they're not doing bugs and maybe they're not talking loud, but actions speak louder than words. And Ian has been very, his actions show, you know, his eyes are always focused on her and his, you know, his expression when anything happens to her, when she's feeling sad, like he's there, like physically. Yeah, he, he might is. not say anything, but I think that gave the kidnappers just enough leverage to completely use and to destroy him, which yeah. really hurt. Which sucks. And yeah. then like he, obviously is paying attention to Amber because he's getting super jealous with this teacher. Yeah. And that's the thing I don't like. Like, mm, like she's two older men. Like, oh my God. Gosh, leave the Ian girl alone. Oh, that's true. No, and the kidnapper the, and, and the, teacher. the teacher. Gotcha. That's weird. I think I know. And Amber, like, she's such a cute girl, it's, and you know, she's one of the richer girls on the show in terms of you know parents and stuff. So I think they're taking advantage of her in a sense that they're just they. She's the most vulnerable right now because Beth Ann, she has this like strong like you know like you said last week kind of emo thing going. Mm-hmm. So she's real like to herself and, and doesn't care and she's like not threatened by them at all which is like girl what you don't have a <laughs> scare bone in your body yeah she doesn't but yeah. okay this is another interesting thing I, I thought about Beth Ann she she's kind of taking I don't want to say like she's acting like her father but like out of all the kids you're starting to see that she kind of is like the leader of the drama mm-hmm. like she's the person that stole the blade she's the person that you know is I don't know she's kind of like starting a lot of the drama that happens in the house mm-hmm. like if she hadn't took the blade Ian wouldn't have cut herself yeah. if she hadn't done this and that they would 
wouldn't have been investigating yeah. the kids. So it's like she's trying so hard to like to let go of my dad and let mm. us all go, but like she's the ringleader of all the drama, and yeah. her dad is doing the exact same thing. It's either her or Kyle, because Kyle, you know, he doesn't mean to, but he definitely, you know, last episode he was trying to be the hero, and he did all that, <laughs> and then this episode he was like, hers, prove it to me, and it's just... Kyle? I think Kyle's keeping everyone sane. I know. I think he, and he's acting like his dad. I think it's so cute the way they did, like, all the, the parallel. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think with Kyle, he's really, like, the leader. Like, he's the president's son. Everyone's going to him. It, are they mad at him? Yes, they're mad that he's, like, getting priority. He's the person that, like, does all this stuff, and then they let him go back. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, Kyle is the person keeping everyone sane and making sure that they don't, you know, get out of the boundaries that the kidnappers have set, because Ian could have went ballistic, and that boy would have been dead. So, I mean, the the truth actually you're pretty i really like like where you're going with that because kyle is quickly becoming one of my favorite kids in the house because i'm i'm very much over beth ann i'm yeah. i you know i've been over her since episode two <laughs> <laughs> she she haven't nope not feeling her um it's just because she's too judgmental i don't like it she hasn't really changed much but i appreciate that she let kyle in this episode because remember i said like i want last week i was like i want her to like let her guard down and like let him in but that caused trouble. You see, mm-hmm. when like, she kissed him at the worst time. Again, like, oh, this yeah. hostage is, is too comfortable. Like, why do you have time to go to people's bedroom? But anyway, oh. so, you know, she's, she's, <laughs> she's there doing that. And, um, Kyle, he's still like, he's trying to prove that everyone's not a bad guy, which I appreciate. Like, the whole Hearst situation when he was trying to get the Secret Servant agent to, you know, somebody he's trusted to come out and, like, defend this whole thing and just say, like, no, I'm not a part of it, whatever, even though, I mean, we know that can't happen, but... Yeah, but, I mean, that just goes back to... The theme of this whole thing was trust. Yeah. And we saw, like, it kind of hurt my feelings to see Hearst have to, like, put on that role yeah, that was in front terrible. of him, like you are no one to me. You're just a job. You're not family. I don't care if we went fishing. Like, no, we went fishing. (laughs) We're family. (laughs) Like, Like, who goes fishing without their family? I know, exactly. So that kind of, like, hurt my feelings that he had to do that. But then again, it goes back to the whole thing of crisis. What would you do for your kid? And I think originally, as we were talking about before, Hurst wasn't in it just to, um, you know, he wasn't in it thinking that, he was just like a puppet or anything. Mm-hmm. He thought that he was like, oh, we're all in this little mastermind mi- mission together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's not. <laughs> he's just being See, used. okay, so just in case you guys miss what she's saying, because I remember the first time she mentioned that to me, I was like, wait, so you think like Hearst isn't like, because I, w- this episode, I really realized Hearst isn't on top. Like I knew that, but there was a time he was on top in a sense is, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Exactly. And I think that the reason we can say that he was on top is, you know, he didn't come in as like, he didn't come in as a puppet like the rest of the parents completely blind he shot his partner the first day he knew what was going on he knew exactly what was happening but I think once he got into the back room with Francis and all the other kidnappers he realized like you're not as big of a deal to this you're not my partner this is about me yeah and you're just helping me get what i need to get so i'm gonna use you and if you want you and your daughter to get out of this you do as i say exactly and that basically i mean that sucks like i I just didn't even realize that because i like uh, i'm not gonna say i like hers but i i like him now because he he did have a feeling for Kyle. Like, I could see it in his eyes that he was like... He didn't like, want to say yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't want to lie, and that, that really sucks. So, and again, like, with going back to Kyle, with Ian and with his other friend, like, the guy who's, like, doing drugs now yeah. and stealing all the pills. Every drug, yeah. Yeah, I think it's respectable that Kyle's, like, that, again, he's the guy who's trying to keep everyone sane and trying to get him to, like, 
calm it down and like not you know get himself yeah. in any more trouble than he needs to so that's kind of frustrating because the kids are not paying attention to him like they should except beth ann mm-hmm. who's now interested but yeah is, is she interested in everyone like it just feels she, like <laughs> that's the thing like we still have that's the first episode i wasn't sure like i thought she was in Ian. like i was so sure of it but and then, then you, kyle like i don't know i mean same thing with amber she got her couple of these they play in the philip this hostage like i'm saying this t- this place is too it's too much love going on and you guys are in a hostage <laughs> I don't understand. I really don't get it. Like, this is a bad situation. But you know what? Love conquers they all. They are making so they the most it. of Yeah, exactly. They're making the most exactly. of Exactly. <laughs> well, if we're going to be here, we might as well make out just, and get locked oh. up and take shower. I mean, I'm just saying. That's how it's looking to me. But Yeah. Yeah. So they have nothing better to do. It, <laughs> we might as well uh, propel into this beautiful idea of trust that we focus on in this episode. It was hard because... Obviously, there was barely any trust, so that's mm. what the the main focus was. But there were so many different relationships that we found out uncovered. that exactly that we uncovered that trust for them is just like a no go, and that is why it's so important for us to talk about it. So yeah, let's so maybe first talk about the sisters. Okay, well that'll be a long one, but yeah, I'm, yeah, it's my favorite one though. It's, yeah, it's definitely so ridiculous. Yeah, so um, Meg. Meg and Agent Dunn. I hate her, but go ahead. Don't we all? Um, (laughs) Agent Dunn and Meg have an interesting dynamic. Um, I think that their trust is something that we don't, we need a little bit more backstory on like Mm -hmm. why they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. But I think it, before it was like they couldn't, they couldn't separate um, work and family. They're both in two different fields where like it's super secretive and you know, you have to put your career first. But I think Meg might have put her career too, too, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. up front in in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So now, I think Agent Dunn has absolutely no trust for her. And now that they're doing this mission together, I don't think Meg can be trusted at all. Like she's no, she's quickly becoming, I was telling you during the screening, she's quickly becoming my, like the least trusted out of at least some of the relationships that we're going to focus on because she never is explicit about anything. Like, I don't like that. So vague, you know? Yeah. Um, Agent Dunn will ask her like, She'll, and this is like the third time we've heard Agent Jun say, okay, no BS, tell me what's going on. And every time, Meg will give her like a very small paragraph, and then we find out all the stuff that Meg knows, and I'm like, but don't you want to find your kid? Yeah, like, but but that's the thing. I really think now we're seeing that Agent Dunn, her, I think her mission is not only to do her job, but to be, this is the first time she's going to even encounter her daughter. So this is almost like Agent Dunn is doing this as a mother. Like, mm-hmm, what would you do for mm-hmm, your daughter? Mm-hmm. And I think Meg is coming from a perspective, even though she is technically mom or for all these years she's been mom. I think she's coming from like, this is my job. And I think that's where they're finding the conflict. But it's what not her job to get involved. Like, I feel like, Okay, yes, like you have certain powers, you know, here or whatever, but it's just, it's not your job to get involved. Like that whole situation with the doctor and like the CIA and when he, you know, pointed out and said, you know, who are we working for? Ask your partner's um you know, sister, that was too much. Like, I feel like Meg's getting extremely involved and she's kind of messing up connection and she's giving Agent Dunn another reason not to trust her. And now Finley's not going to trust her if he's a good partner, which he oh, is. Oh, he, he's an awesome partner. Yeah, he is. And just quickly to go on their, uh, their trust level, I think that there's even more of a trust level. And we'll get into that. Yeah, but, definitely. But um, let's talk about that doctor. So we have a new character um, who was revealed in the beginning and this yeah. is the person that Meg was sleeping with. Jonas. Yes. So he's Jonas. Mm-hmm. And he, in this episode, was the doctor of these two wounded soldiers mm-hmm. so these soldiers were a part of um francis's team i think they were kid you know kidnapped they had, yeah they um were part of the uh, gosh the soldier mentioned it it was like training yeah yeah, yeah. It was a terrible training situation exactly so with um with 
is it hold on once i'm like so lost right now it's so many different names at once. <laughs> i know it's ridiculous but the soldiers okay soldiers and jonas there we go right. so um the soldiers were um basically giving their statements as they're becoming conscious and um they basically tell them what this whole video was that we saw last time and it was like a video of them shooting civilians mm-hmm. so we find out that the video is a um they were doing a training for a larger mission what do you think the mission was? <laughs> you know, probably something evil. But I mean, yeah, but I, I had a feeling that the mission had something to do with um with Francis or the CIA, honestly. Like, I, gosh, I'm trying to think because I know as soon as he mentioned it, like the first thing I thought, yeah, I mean, I definitely thought the CIA was going to do, I mean, just something terrible. Like I think they were, it was going to connect to, what was the second parent that died in the huge... Wor- uh, worth? Um, was it Worth? No, or the ambassador. The ambassador. Mm-hmm. The I don't ambassador. know why that that struck a little bit to me. I mm-hmm. feel like it just it went back to like all the parents who have died first in some in some way. I don't know if that makes sense, but just something like the mission has something to do with all these important people, and it probably would have brought a lot of hell down. Oh yeah. So I think that's a really ridiculous situation, and that's probably why these soldiers like can barely. You know, they, they obviously don't want to be bad. Like, yeah. They can't even go to sleep. One soldier was like, please help me stay up so that's I don't get so these streams. Like, that's so sad. And, like, a lot of, you know, war veterans deal with stuff like that. But these people are not, you know, killing other soldiers. They just yeah. killed women and children. So that's, like, a For kicks lot. and giggles. Yeah. That's what I didn't for understand. Training. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see, like, what this training is all about that's supposed to be happening in D.C. We'll see if it's a part of the CIA or we'll see if it's a part of France's plan mm-hmm. or maybe they're all involved. Who knows? Okay, okay, if we're going to talk about CIA, can we talk about the fact that the CIA versus FBI, their, their trust issues between them are terrible because to me, you're both supposed to be working on the same mission. You're both supposed to be bringing these hostages home, yet, you know, you're Agent Olsen can't trust Agent Winward. I mean, what, you guys are supposed to be partners, like they are completely blocking each other. And if this training has anything to do with CIA, then I don't trust CIA anymore because... I've already stopped trusting CIA because they're lying. That the they FBI lie. is doing everything in their power to get this mission and make everything, you know, get these kids back. And it seems like, you know, I, th- I think I can't trust the CIA because Widener just blatantly, like, lied yes. in Olsen's face. Mm-hmm. And he knew it. Like, y'all are all Secret Service. Y'all know, y'all know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think also, like, the way the show is set up, we're supposed to be on the FBI side. Like, if I play yeah, devil, devil's true. advocate, we're supposed, you know what I mean? Like, somebody else, let's say they don't trust the FBI, they don't trust Finley, they don't trust Dunn. Like, of course, for us, they're the they're the good cops. They're mm-hmm. you know they're playing the good role. But somebody else might see it the opposite way and yeah, think maybe we haven't seen enough of the yeah, F- enough the uh, CSI, CIA yeah. exactly. CSI. But they don't <laughs> CSI right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they don't. But I don't, honestly, I don't think you need to see that much more to to feel the way we feel because come on, like even okay. Remember when um he was talking to the doctor on the phone and he was like, hey, you're going to be okay. Um, What's it? Widener? Widener. Widener. So Widener was on the phone with the doctor and he was like, hey, you're going to be okay, blah, blah, blah. And really he was just tracking him trying to find out where he was exactly. to kill no him. No trust. No yeah. trust. And I, I feel bad for Jonas because in the and there was one point I thought Jonas was evil because he hit, you know, he, yes. he put all the, whatever it was, the poison, the venom, whatever that numbed them. Mm-hmm. Numbed Finley and Ag- um, Agent Dunn. I'm like, oh my God, like they just helped you and you like, you led them into a track. Mm-hmm. But then once, once they get on the phone with Widener, you realize that he's also being used. Yes. He thought that he was coming in to help the wounded soldiers. 
And he ends up being, you know, he ends up being a part of the CIA's plan to, you know, take over everything. Like, it just, it really sucks. But I also still think that Jonas has something deeper to do with it. Because why is, um, you know, why is Meg... Her reaction. Yeah, why is her reaction that way? And why is she tracking this guy if he's no threat? Oh, I'm just the doctor. So I think we'll see more about Jonas and, like, see why he's doing all of this stuff. And I think with the relationship with Meg and Jonas, whatever that is, is obviously it's going to propel a lot in the next episode. But I think... I wish she was more honest with her sister about it because then her sister could at least know like to go after him in a good way or a bad way. Like should she see him and and say, Hey, we understand why you did what you did, but like, let's work together or do we like take him out? I think Meg wants to work with her sister. I think she, she's, she's used to handling things. So I think now this is not the time. I don't understand. It's not the time. And I think that that's what she's doing. Everyone's blocking each other and they're actually, the way that they're blocking each other, I think Francis already knew that. So he's made his plan in a way that it's just like, like I said, plan. Yeah. He's like a plan A, B, C. And I know how all of them are going to react. Like he's using everyone's weakness for his, you know, for his strength. Very true. Um, I, I don't think he really knows the FBI's specific weaknesses just yet. Actually, no, I lied. Actually, no, he I knows. lied. He does know. Yeah, because that text message coming up, we'll talk. No, no, no. Don't even, I'm like, don't go there yet. It was, that was a lot. So I think if we talk about like the partners and, you know, we were, we were going to discuss Agent Finley and Agent Dunn and now their yeah, relationship. Yeah, this is the only relationship where I think that you can trust someone. And I think Finley has been an awesome agent and has made her feel comfortable and has done his job. Out of all of them, he is the good guy. He is the good one. So, um, Agent Dunn feels comfortable enough to go ahead and let Finley know Amber's my daughter. Mm-hmm. I have to let you know if we're going to continue this thing because Finley was so concerned with their relationship as partners because he looked in her file. He's like, why haven't you been able to ha- keep a partner? Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So I think that that... You know, <laughs> what's wrong with... <laughs> when he said that, I was like, honestly, why haven't you? But I mean, we know why. She doesn't trust anybody. She's had whatever situation she's had in the past. She seems like a very strong... And, and the thing about her that was very interesting is when, you know, they kind of went too far by stealing the soldiers and kind of taking them out to mm-hmm. freedom or whatever she was like back me up okay didn't even ask him for his opinion what he thought whatever she just said back me up and she was like doing it on yes her own. exactly and that's why he picked up on he's like look like i i'm gonna support you because like you're my partner but you have to understand that i think we went too far and you mm-hmm. need to start like consulting me, me consulting We're me when you talk partners. about We're yes partners. when you figure this stuff out so but um one thing about that um that's thing is i think she also was convinced to go ahead and tell him because her sister told her to because she whispered in her ear and was just like you need to tell him like yeah. i know you feel alone but like this is your partner and that almost just because i, I know how she is i, I don't trust it i was about to say i'm like it. meg's giving good advice now mm, it's a lie it yeah. is it has to be something deeper that we don't know actually i really yeah. think meg is working for someone or she's a complete independent that is like against everyone and she's trying to track everyone down i don't know what it is but i mean Okay, so let's just say, not necessarily a prediction, but let's just say the reason that Amber was never, because remember, Amber was never freed. Meg did exactly what Francis told him, you know, her to do, and she she's the only one that didn't, like, get what she, you know, her kid back. Mm-hmm. And Agent Dunn has always questioned that. She's always said, like, oh, really? So you did what they said and you didn't get your freedom or whatever. So Working for someone. I was going to say that it would be really terrible to find out Meg was with Francis. Like, I would 
That seems a little much, though, oh, right? Oh, that that would be. That's, I would have heart palpitations. No, like, but that's, I would not know how to deal. I'm like, what is that? What? <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Cause, is that even possible? Because that's it is. I, I really have felt like Meg is working for someone because she's, like you said, she's so vague. Oh, nothing, yeah. mm-hmm, nothing. She gives yeah. no one information, and she's like, remember her husband was like, you really think you can get Amber on your own? Like you think you can do this? So she's like hired her own squad of people. I think she's working for someone, and she doesn't want to let her sister know that she's working against her i am i am almost You're convinced mm. i mean i don't trust meg so i'm i'm gonna side with you i don't know if she's work. i can't tell if it's francis or like her own people is she just trying to get amber out whatever it is i don't trust her I and i think it's frustrating because she needs to we need to get more from her so that she can help agent dunn but honestly agent dunn has finley and olsen and they're kind of doing their thing yeah so. but i honestly think this could run a lot smoother if she would break down that wall of being career oriented and be a sister be a good person like your sister just no she be a good person. be a good person like it's not that hard <laughs> might be for some people maybe i don't know it shouldn't be that hard but um but meg like i just she she bothers me I yeah she just stop on her she's, she's frustrating definitely definitely but i think if we just propel back to agent finley and agent dunn do you think i mean we're supposed to, we're talking about lance gross here so i mean we trust him we think he's great oh god but uh, <laughs> if we get real and go back to his character do you think that'll ever come back out and he would do anything negative towards agent dunn with that information do you think he could also not be trusted is that what you're asking basically it seems like anything can happen at this point it really does Mm -hmm. but honestly i think that he has shown his credibility like he loves this job this is his first time to prove himself for the secret service so i think he's actually doing you know his job he's the good person out of all of this Mm -hmm. everyone else has had their history they've been in this system already and they have their own motives lance is doing his job he went on that field trip to do his job he's doing his job as the partner he like i think he we don't have anything to worry about with him and if we do oh my gosh you just you kind of the population i can't we're gonna look that word up after but anyway if that's basically what it is then yeah i don't i i'm hoping finley is trustworthy because to me he seems okay but we would love to know what you guys think so you know what it is make sure you visit us on itunes and youtube and afterbuzz.com afterbuzztv.com to see all of our live shows and to leave us your comments on youtube check us out on itunes you can listen you can watch whatever you got to do do it make sure you leave us comments and rate us five stars because we love those slash we love reading all of your comments so we'd love to know what you guys think about who's trustworthy and who's not so and we have all of our apps on itunes and android so be sure to download so we can have you right on our mobile phone (laughs) and we will get back to i think we need to go back to francis because no i really do because on my nerves but he's like such a central character i really think um it's interesting to see Francis like freaking out about his wife. I don't know if we touched on that, but like towards the end, yeah. he talks about, excuse me, he talks about how like, I don't want to do this. This is pain for me. You're the ringleader. How is this pain? You're causing mm-hmm. yourself pain. And that just shows how crazy you are. But um, he starts freaking out about his wife kissing Widener. And I'm like, I understand that's your wife, but like, what did you expect? Like you set yourself up for that. But you know what? What's so interesting about that is I, I don't know how much this happens in real life, but I feel like that 
probably happens like couples you know who don't trust their it's like why cheaters made so much money for so long yes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like finding out like having someone who can research and find out who's who and if you if your partner is really lying to you or has feelings for someone else this is exactly what francis did and the sad part is is it worked exactly i think that's what he was hoping didn't work i think this was the one plan that francis did and he was like i really hope i'm testing you i'm testing you now and i really hope that you don't pass this test gosh you passed this test but the thing is of course she passed like you but there was there was a small part of his evil heart that wanted her not to pass that because this is your wife for goodness sake like you don't want that to happen no you're already dealing with enough even though you're causing it which is the twisted thing but you're dealing with enough there was this is totally side note but that actually happened in scandal too we will not get into that no please no but i just (laughs) i can that's what i'm saying like i feel like this happens in real life where couples are like okay well i'm gonna use you i mean they don't mean to obviously i hope like no one really does that but couples you know if you are not trusting someone or you want to see if they are trustworthy you set them up in a situation that you hope that they will come out strong and then you you found the one but when they fail how do you bounce back and that's what's really interesting because francis definitely knows the truth now i don't they didn't let us know if it was more than kissing i'm assuming they just kissed but um i I think it was just kissing the suit looked pretty crisp when he left the house uh, yeah, we'll so, say that. I, I mean, he like, could have just threw the thing off and it could have been crisp when he put it back on. Um, we never know. It but... looks a little crisp, so <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so let's let's hope that they had some moral character. But <laughs> one, another thing um, on affairs, I want to see the um i want to see how meg's husband is going to deal with the fact that mm. one day somebody has to come out with the fact that meg like slept with this jonas character so i mean agent dunn obviously makes her feel like crap but she's like totally numb to it she's like you slept with him how do you think your husband would feel ah but and, she's probably used to like and meg. she was just like it's like it's almost like she was like i had to get the job done and it's very frustrating like do you how are you married Mm. how are you married but that's what i'm thinking like i know this is weird and i think noah is a good husband i mean we don't really know too much about him but i also feel like he won't be that yeah exactly that's why i'm like will he be shocked like i don't know his character enough to know his relationship with meg like yeah i've seen him twice and we know he's a loving husband but he supports her yeah exactly he supports her but does he trust her do we know if he she's done this before do we know I don't think I don't think that we would assume that he she knows he's done this before because it doesn't seem she seems like a completely different person. She seems so caring and warm and you know she with was him. Just, yeah, so she seems like a normal person, mm. but she flips gears so quickly and I think he knows that but he would never suspect that she would flip it on him, which is super naive. You know who you're married to, they can flip real quick. That mm. character doesn't go away. You, but you're not supposed to know like you're supposed to think the world of the person you decided to you, marry. You are, but I mean, there are some clear signs. This girl does not have a good relationship with her sister. It's horrible. She will like backstab her sister. She will probably backstab you. She knew her sister before she knew you. <laughs> so, I mean, That's true. it's just going to be interesting. I kind of want to see how Noah would react if he found out. Like, would he still be loving, supporting, or would he like go crazy and like I mean, add to the drama? We're basically creeping into it now, so we might as well just go into predictions. So, yep. we can go ahead and get more about <laughs> Noah and what's going on there. You're after Buzz. These lights were so, <laughs> I just love it. Like it's so flashy in here. Yeah. Ooh, she's giving us a little more. Y'all see that? <laughs> so continue with what you're saying about Noah. So I mean, I just really want to see what type of guy he is. Like, he really seems like he is, you know, really behind his wife. But I think that there are again are some clear signs. But I also think that there's some clear signs in the way that she's going after this investigation and he sees that. He's like, You really want to go after Amber mm-hmm. and do it on your own? So mm-hmm. like 
The sleeping thing may not shock him. I think it would really hurt him. And I think maybe he wouldn't even be on the show anymore. Who knows? But what do you think? I wonder what Noah's relationship is with Agent Dunn. Like, in terms, like, okay, so I'm raising your kid. How do you feel? Like, how are we? You know, because mm-hmm. I understand the sisters, they're not, you know, on a good terms. But how, I wonder how he is. Like, you're the brother-in-law. I mean, maybe he has no relationship with her. Um, You know, there's those He's situa- raising her kid. He, okay, but then you have to respect your wife's decision. If your wife is not okay with her sister, it's almost kind of like that thing that you don't talk about. Yeah. So it could be that, or he could just be that sweet person that kind of goes behind his wife's back. Right. And it's like, hey, let's just make the wor- this work. It's exactly. his family. So I just, just I don't, know. I wonder, yeah, I, I, I really want to know if that ever plays out. I also want to figure out what's going on with Amber, the teacher, Ian, that triangle. That triangle. It's a really awkward triangle now because it's like Amber, she, the, the whole thing was just kind of disgusting because the, you know, the guard made her admit whatever to Ian. And I'm still trying to figure out, like, is that part true? Like, did the teacher actually ever touch Amber? I think it was very clear in her expression. We don't know for sure, but I think it. she kind of showed, like, yeah, he did. He did? Because I think he might have, because she got so frustrated in that first episode when she found out that he was with, with someone his age. But, you know, people who are 16, you know, their feelings just kind yeah, of don't make kinda, sense. Not that on. you shouldn't be 16 and have feelings, have feelings. <laughs> but we're just saying sometimes they're a little over-exaggerated at your age or whatever. So I'm just trying to figure out what's going to happen with that relationship. Yeah, I'm interested to see that as well. I just, I think that it, it happened. Any and other? there's nothing, yeah, let's see, any other predictions? I know, I'm trying to think, okay, what else? Oh, you know what shocked Jones. me? You know, you know what shocked me that, I hate to even say, but the kid at the end, um, that he was, I guess he passed out and he finally woke up, he might be someone else that like, <gasps> oh my gosh, evolves yeah. in this thing. Like he had a dream and like dreams are some, they're pretty, you know, pretty mm-hmm, good mm-hmm, thing to, to show mm-hmm. predictions. Oh, I'm getting too excited to even speak. <laughs> <laughs> But this kid is talking to Francis, who's supposed to be the chaperone and looking out for them. And he's just like, I had a dream that you were, like, helping the people in the back that, that kidnapped you. That is so going to come back and haunt this entire thing. Yeah. And you, I think he almost flinched. Like, he was like, uh, what just happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that'll be interesting to see, like, how this kid plays in this. Like, is he going to continue to be the dream man? Or is he going to just be some kid that just lucked up and said the right thing? Or, right. you know, or if he gets released, what if he tells somebody that? And that gives His them dream. a clue. Ooh, that leaves it on a really good note, you guys. Make sure you leave us your comments um, on the page about what you think your predictions are. What are you foreseeing for next episode? And who was your favorite this episode? Slash, what trust issue were you, like, the most mad at? I'm Stacey Ike, your host. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at One Take Stace. And where can they find you, lovely lady? (laughs) Lovely lady. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Courtney Tezno. You can find me on at Tezno's, T-E-Z, Nose. And that's on Instagram and on Twitter. Be sure to tweet me and hashtag crisis on NBC so we can see what you guys are talking about. Mm. And we can't wait to chat ne- next episode. We got a lot to talk about. You guys got to keep us in touch on Twitter because we'd love to we'd love to bring in your tweets next episode. So we want to make sure that we have kind of your collective holes of what you're thinking and who your favorites are. Oh, we yeah. will see you next Sunday. All right. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.